Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Saving money in your next project with help from Menards. Move water where you need it quickly with a Barracuda sump pump. Sump pumps keep your basement dry when big storms hit unexpectedly. Get a half-horsepower cast-iron Barracuda sump pump on sale now through May 5th. Hurry into Menards and don't forget to check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. It has been one week since we lived by the path between us. And you know what that means. Uh, yes, I do. It's time for another By the Book mini-episode. That's right. It's time for another By the Book epilogue. And this week, we are looking at the aftermath of living by The Path Between Us, an Enneagram Journey to Healthy Relationships by Suzanne Stabile. Yes, we are. And you guys had so, 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 so much to say about this. Like, my Facebook feed was out of control. Yes, we received more mail on this than I think we have, oh my God, in the last year on any episode. Not since we fucked up meditating have we heard this much from you. <laughs> so let's start off with feedback from listeners who love the path between us and who voted for us to live by it. Yes. K. 
Katie wrote in to say, I'm a nine with a very strong wing one, and I often have that voice in my head that's very self-critical. It wasn't until reading this book that I realized not everyone struggles with self-criticism in the same way. Maybe that should have been obvious, but reading it on paper helped me so I could work on minimizing that critical voice. I wouldn't say the Enneagram actually helped me do that work, but it did give me the language to bring it to my therapist, and she has helped me do that work. Nice. Bethany had similar feedback. She said, this is the only self-help book I've ever read, and I am a self-help skeptic. And I was so excited when I heard you announce it. My sweet girlfriend picked it up for me at the library shortly after I got into learning about the Enneagram. Otherwise, I wouldn't have read it at all. I'm a nine with an eight wing, and I find myself struggling most with sevens and fours, but knowing that helps me prepare for interactions that are nicer for all parties. Studying the Enneagram has been helpful for comprehending my own quote-unquote bad feelings and helped to make me a more efficient communicator. Well, I am a big believer that whatever can help you with that introspection and help you to think about how you are being a good communicator or treating others well or not being receptive to them, I'm all for it. So I'm, I'm really grateful that Katie and Bethany, this worked for you. Exactly. But let's face it, not all of you felt the book was the right Enneagram book for us to live by. Mm -hmm. Y'all had thoughts. (laughs) Annie said, I don't think this was the best Enneagram book to start with. The Road Back to You, which is the first in Suzanne Stabile's series, definitely gives a better introduction to the Enneagram. The Path Between Us kind of assumes you've read the previous book, so it doesn't dive as deep into the descriptions of the number. Mm. Interesting that it didn't get nominated very much. I mean, the books that were up for vote were the ones that were most nominated, and The Path Between Us was really the one that all of you asked us to live by. So that's really interesting. Thinking back to the emails, we heard so much about The Path Between Us as opposed to The Road Back to You. My ears perked up when we were reading, and it was like, check out the first one about individuals. And I was like, er, like, should we read that? <laughs> and I'm like, but I hate when our books essentially tell us to go read other books, especially by the same author, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> also, shouldn't the book stand on its own? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <sighs> All right, Susie says this. The Enneagram framework has been fundamental to helping me understand myself, the only personality tool that has had a lasting impact on me, but this is probably my least favorite Enneagram author of all the books I've read. It doesn't go deep into the dynamics of the Enneagram or into each type. I also remember it having an explicitly Christian perspective, like many Enneagram books, which is not my thing. In my opinion, the wisdom of the Enneagram is the best, most digestible, most comprehensive resource. It's also in a format that would lend itself to the podcast, since each type has a section on how to take steps toward growth. Very interesting. I didn't even think about other authors, because hers are the ones that come up so much. And nice, like, backdoor pitch, Susie. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. We have heard from a few people who said that that would have been a better book to start with, but... Again, not enough people nominated it. So, Mm. yeah, it wasn't even on the roster of books up for vote. Krista wrote in with an interesting thought. Krista says, I think this particular book failed because it focused so much on the negative aspects and then told you to use the Enneagram for others and not just yourself. To me, the beauty of the Enneagram is personal growth and learning to love who you are, not trying to change for others and focus on the worst parts of yourself. 
yeah, Krista, I, I agree with you. That might have contributed to our challenges with the book. Mm-hmm. It focused a lot on shortcomings of each character type. Yeah, very much so. And then as far as focusing on changing for others or changing how we communicate with others, that was the whole point of the book. It was a relationship book. It was, right, right. you know, it was supposed to be for couples, essentially. So, yeah. Lots and lots of tips on how to talk to your partner the way they want you to talk to them. It was kind of like the five love languages, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. your partner is this, you're this, this is why you should treat them this way. Basically, yeah. Yeah. But just with sort of more variables floating around. Yes, exactly. Now, it should be noted that some of you find the whole concept of the Enneagram suspect, so you don't care what book we would live by, the whole thing might be a problem. Exactly. Electra says, The Enneagram is trying to create a separate language to describe trends of human behavior, but it's really just a number instead of adjective schema. Instead of saying defensive, you say four or whatever. But the word four already has a meaning, and it takes a lot of effort to create the links in your head as to this new definition definition of four or two or whatnot. Also, you can't take a single trait like intense work ethic and accurately expand that to all other aspects of life. And when the various experts try to complexify the system to fit all the varieties of human experience and human interaction into the system, it becomes meaningless as a predictive model and only useful as a descriptor in hindsight. On top of that, it creates a secret club of in-group language, which is vague and exclusionary. Mm. Ooh, Electra just read Enneagram's two shreds. <laughs> I love all that feedback. And about that in-group, out-group language, I'd actually say a lot of self-help books do that, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've seen that throughout all nine seasons of the show, haven't we, Jolenta? I mean, totally. everything from love languages to, I mean, even languages in like the habit books or the four-hour I was going to say, week. even if they don't mean to, like often the sort of buzzwords or descriptors they rely on over and over become that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Or coming up with new definitions for old words, like, uh, as you're saying, Electra 4 already has a meaning. Right, right, But now right. you're going to change the definition. Like, manifest used to mean something else entirely before self-help glommed onto it. Or, you know, all, all these other words that used to mean something else, but now have been turned into other words. <laughs> right, right, right. And let's be honest, some of you were not familiar with Enneagrams at all or found this episode just totally perplexing which I love. (laughs) Yes, yes. We heard from a lot of you who had no familiarity with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sarah was among them. Sarah said, sorry, but I definitely found this episode hard to follow. It sounded very complicated and definitely turned me off of finding out what my number is. If Kristen had to carry a cheat sheet with her, it is clearly a complicated system. Yes, I kept those 40 pages with me at all times during those two weeks. Oh, yeah. You had to constantly refer back. Yeah, because I'm like, hold on. What is the wing doing at this point? Because... Dean is stressed here, and there's the stressor number, so I should treat him this way. Yeah, all of that stuff. I kept, like, totally thinking Brad was a different number and, like, literally looking up things that were just, like, the wrong (laughs) thing and, like, having to be like, oh, shit, he's not a five. I don't know why I thought that. (laughs) Lots of, like, referencing. Allison wrote in to say, it sounded like one of those pseudosciences that try super hard to be sciencey, so they make it confusing on purpose. Kind of like, if it's complicated, there must be something to it. 
Ah, well, apologies to all the people who had no interest in the Enneagram and found this episode hard to follow. Even I, listening back to the episode, the first seven minutes when we're laying out the rules, it's even I, when I didn't have the chart in front of me, was like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So apologies and thanks for your patience and for listening to the rest of the episode if you chose to. We are going to take a quick little break, but when we come back, we're going to hear from you all about how Kristen and I live by the book, because there are many, many thoughts. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We are back with listener comments about the path between us and a neogram journey to healthy relationships by Suzanne Stabile. And now let's hear from some people who have specific feedback for you and I, Jolenta. Um, yes. Let's start with feedback specifically for you and for Brad. Uh-oh. Olivia says, I'm a mental health professional, and I have a guess of why Jolenta immediately predicted her number and why Kristen did not. My guess is that Jolenta described herself on these tests in a less contextual manner than Kristen did or exaggerated what she sees as characteristics of her personality. It would make sense that people who like categorizing themselves may tend to do that, but I'm just guessing. It was probably test-taking tendencies, not personality Mm. tendencies that were at play. But even Jolenta might get a different result if she took the test every day or even every month. Oh, I totally believe that. Yeah. If you like taking these tests, I can totally see like diving in and, you know, yes, I'm totally that. Right. As opposed to being nuanced and like, oh, yeah, I'm like this and this and this and this. Right. Right? Like listening back when I'm like, I was like this across the board. It's like, or were you maybe a little biased and like sort of on a roll with yourself (laughs) like after a while? Yeah. And like, I'm good at taking tests to like get the answer I want, apparently. Um, let's move on to this letter from Jennifer. Jennifer says, I think Jolenta and Brad were relaxed about the Enneagram and didn't work so hard to make everything fit perfectly. And that's why they enjoyed living by the book more. Kristen was trying too hard to make it work and Dean was pushing back just as hard. Jolenta and Brad wisely took what they liked and left the rest behind. Well, Jennifer, thank you for calling me wise. <laughs> I was going to say, tale as old as time. Jolenta taking what she wants and leaving what she wants. Right. And having a much healthier relationship with the book. <laughs> right. Kristen's our, like, in-house extremist slash, like, the person who takes things, like, incredibly literally. And I'm the one who's like, is this laziness or me making this my own? I can't tell. Yeah, I just want to remind everyone the description of the show. Follow each book 
quote, down to the letter. Technically, Kristen does better at that than I do. <laughs> <laughs> we both do great. Come on, Joletta. We do. Uh, we both yeah. do. <laughs> All right. Sarah said this. Jolenta is right. Learning the Enneagram is like learning another language, and it takes time to see your own patterns as well as other people's. I like when she said she wished the book had talked more about why the types behave as they do, because this is the most important part of the Enneagram. The answer, Jolenta, it's primarily about our motivations and fears. Sometimes it's really hard to see those shadow parts of myself when I notice myself doing my number, but... The awareness gives me a chance to make a different choice as opposed to just reacting with my defense mechanisms on autopilot the way I normally would. That makes sense. If you're like, I'm always motivated by like my fear of abandonment or like my fear of authority or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I can see. But yeah, it is like another language though. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But instead of that, you're like, I'm so for today. Like, <laughs> All right, Kristen, enough about Brad and myself. Can we please talk about you and Dean? <laughs> yes. I want to. Okay. Claire wrote in to say, while I don't think there's anything wrong at all in working on how to deal with situations with the negative traits we possess or working out ways to better respond to the people we know, it made me sad to hear Kristen going through all the numbers saying some people say I'm do this or I've been told I have this fault. There was a lot of emphasis in this episode on being too much and or not enough. Oh, yeah. But that's the book. That wasn't just me. I wasn't trying to be that way. I just want to make clear. Right, right, right. The book is like, if you're a this, you'll think your partner doesn't do this enough. Or like, you don't (laughs) do that enough for your partner. Exactly, exactly. And me feeling that way about each number, I guess it could be one of two things. It could be like, I hate myself so much that I see all my faults that are listed here. Or maybe I'm balanced enough to see like, yeah, I do all of these things sometimes because all people sometimes feel insecure or some people talk too much or whatever it is, right? I don't know. So take that or leave that. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right. Olivia wrote in to say, I am writing in solidarity with Dean. Every single thing he said in this episode made me adore him even more. The way he immediately gave up his devotion for Myers-Briggs was inspirational. Most people would have dug in and made up shit to defend themselves, but he went for intellectual integrity, yes, Dean. A six-hour workshop? OMG, of course he should have just said no. When he said, it's all self-fulfilling language, we'll start categorizing the things that happen in the context of that language, bingo. And when he told Kristen, I just want to love my woman, swoon. For the record, I think Brad is equally fabulous, but Dean was particularly on fire this episode. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious the way Dean was like, oh, really? Never mind. (laughs) (sighs) But not everyone agrees. Barbara wrote in to say, it killed me to hear what the book encouraged Kristen to do with Dean. Kristen, I don't know if you are actually the types that the test and book made you think you are, but if you are, you and Dean are the same as me and my partner. It is such a dramatic oversimplification to say that nines like Dean need encouragement or validation. What nines really want is to feel peace, and my sense is that Dean already has this in his relationship with you. Oh, Barbara, thank you for saying that. And that is one of the kinder versions of that criticism. A lot of people just hated my interactions with Dean in this episode. So Mm -hmm. um, this was one of the more gentler versions of saying that it was uncomfortable listening to me and Dean in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. 
Now, Jolenta, I just got to point out there were also notes for both you and I here that uh, I think we should read a couple of. So, Melody says, I have not read the Enneagram book you lived by, but I have gone deep into the Enneagram in recent years. I found it useful for personal growth and working on the things I don't want to work on, but are ultimately most healing for me. But, Jolenta and Kristen, I agree with your assessment that in general, the Enneagram is a dour personality typing system. I've found that older Enneagram books in particular are consistently negative, focused almost exclusively on the problems with each type. In my experience, early Enneagram books come out of a Christian religious framework based on the seven deadly sins plus two more, with each personality type corresponding to a different sin. There are, however, levels of development which are different levels of health for each type, healthy, average, and unhealthy that you'll find in some books, with healthy applying to someone who has done enough self-work or therapy to have worked through their main Enneagram issues. No wonder they're fucking negative. They're all, like, attached to a sin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I am oversimplifying, but, yeah, I see where Melody's coming from. Uh, Sarah wrote in to say, I love that you both gave the Enneagram a try. I'm 39 years old and have known my Enneagram type for 20 years. I'm not a professional Enneagram expert, but I am a type 5 and really enjoy all of it. That said, even as a fan, I've realized that this is just a tool that is only as useful as you choose it to be. There have been phases in my life where I've really leaned into it, and it genuinely has been helpful for my personal growth. Then there have been other phases of my life where it's just not relevant at all. I think you both did such a good job of taking it seriously enough to engage with it, but never never allowing it to have power over you or debilitate you. Too often today, the Enneagram is either A, reduced to a funny meme that puts people in boxes, or B, gets so complicated it seems like you have to have a PhD to understand it. I'm here to say there is indeed a happy medium. Oh, that's nice, Sarah. Yeah, and just seeing it as like a tool you can whip out or like leave in a box for years at a time, like just another way to like sort of look at shit. Yeah, I love that. And not every system has to be for all times. It can be something that's good for a few weeks or it can be good for a few years. And I think that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know, this is helpful now. It's not helpful next week or what have you. So Sarah, I love the sense of balance in your letter. I love that. All right, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we will reveal how many of you out there don't even like typologies and how many of you do. And obviously, we'll announce next week's book. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories, but your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. 
Okay, we are back. And now we present the very unscientific results (laughs) of a survey that Kristen put up on our private Facebook group asking if you like typologies like the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, horoscopes, and so on, or if you don't. Yes. Now, even though the poll has only been up for about four days as of this taping, over 700 of you have responded so far, and the numbers are in. So far, 57% of you like typologies. 16% could take them or leave them. 16% do not like them. And 11% think they're fun but not particularly useful. And it should be noted, a lot of you gave fascinating reasons for liking or not liking typologies, But here is one of our favorites from Chelsea. Chelsea says, I know that you aren't supposed to do this, but I like to do personality tests when I'm in a good mood and think I'm the best version of me when I fill them out. If the answer I get does sound like a person I want to be, I then focus on the positive and reflect on how I can be more like that. Well, that's a very good way to do it. Yeah, I love that. These are parts of me that are front and center right now. I want those parts front and center more often. Let me think about how to do that. That's great. I think so many of us approach these when we're in like our low moments to figure out Mm -hmm. like what to fix. But it's like, no, it can just sort of be like a reference point for when you're fucking nailing it. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Chelsea, going forward, that's what I'm going to do too. If I ever find out what Harry Potter house I'm in, I'm going to do it when I feel great. You don't need to find out because she's a fucking Hufflepuff and we all know it. Uh, (laughs) Thank you to everyone who wrote in and who's been having conversations in our Facebook community. Reminder, it's private so no one can see the shit you're writing who's not in the group. And it's super fun. Check it out at facebook.com slash groups slash BTB pod. And now, Jolenta, it's time. It's the time when we announce next week's book. Our next book is... The Lazy Genius Way. Embrace what matters, ditch what doesn't, and get stuff done by Kendra Adachi. But what if we're not geniuses? Will the book still apply? Do we literally have to embrace things like with our arms? (laughs) And if I already identify as lazy, will I have anything to even do? Ooh, good question. Listen next week to find out. And that's it for this mini episode of Buy the Book. Big, big thank you to our amazing production team at Stitcher, Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, Chantel Holder, and Marcus Ham. Thanks also to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song. And of course, thank you to the Rizzos who perform our theme song. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you have read The Path Between Us and if you are a fan of the Enneagram. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristinandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at ByTheBookPod. Also, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, please tell a friend about the show. Until next time, I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.